0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It is Thursday, April 15th, and I'm Blair Kirkoff. College basketball's never seen anything like what's happening now. With the ability to transfer without sitting out, college basketball has essentially entered a free agency period. Players can leave as they please, and other programs can recruit them all over again. So who's taking advantage of this? Well, how about all 358 Division I programs? Kansas has lost five to the transfer portal, Kansas State four, Missouri six. As of Thursday at around uh, 10 a.m., more than 1,700 have entered the transfer portal. That's over 30% of all Division I players and an average of nearly four per team. There are two major reasons for this. First, the pandemic has given every college and additional, every college athlete, an additional year of eligibility so seniors can continue to play. An example of this is Mark Smith. He just finished his senior year at Missouri and has transferred to Kansas State. But another reason is the NCAA is on the verge of allowing free transfers. It's a new rule. That is no more sitting out a year when transferring. In many cases, the transfers we're seeing are mid-majors transferring up to a major program. A good example of this is Brandon McKissick. He played four seasons at UMKC and will spend his final year of eligibility at Florida. Of course, it goes the other way as well. As we learned this morning, Torrance Watson of Missouri has landed at Elon. And some are major program to major program. Missouri sent Smith to Kansas State and the Wildcats, Dejuan Gordon, is headed to Missouri. It's almost like a trade. It's now as if recruiting season never ends. After signing high school, prep school, or junior college prospects, coaching staffs have to see who's available in the transfer portal and then even take the temperature of their own returning players. So on today's show, we talked to Mizzou coach Konzo Martin. He shares his thoughts about this new landscape. He met with reporters who regularly cover the Tigers and spent most of the conversation discussing this topic. We mentioned that the Tigers have lost six players. They've also picked up three, and they're all candidates to start. And Mizzou's not finished shopping in the portal. Don't be surprised to see the program sign one or two more players who have already started their college careers. He gets right into the topic, so let's get started with Konzo Martin. I'm just curious about how how the whole process works these days with the transfer portal. It's such a new, you know, <clears throat> relatively new dynamic in college basketball. There's almost 1,400 kids in the transfer portal right now. And, of course, you've been impacted both ways by this. Do you have to devote, a, you know, coaches to recruit your own guys while recruiting players from other, you know, uh, other programs? How, just talk, walk us through how it all works.
1: Well, I, I think the first thing you have to re- be respectful uh, when guys in other programs—you're not recruiting those guys uh, now you might get calls from people and grassroots coaches that have coached those guys at other programs, but you're not supposed to speak with prospects when they're at their current programs unless they're going to the transfer portal. Now, as far as your your own guys, it's just about relationships. I, 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 don't, I don't, I'm hopeful that we don't get to a place where you're constantly re- recruiting your your own players. It's just genuine relationships. I mean, I guess it's simply said with, with my own children, I can use that. I, I don't necessarily say I love them every day, but they know I love them, you know, because it, it's still the growth and the development uh, from a young man into a man, all those things that take place. Uh, and it's just about relationships. And I, I just think this is the climate we're in. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think it's a bad thing. I just think the one thing that with, with prox, prospects going to and from, of course, I'm, I'm hopeful the first thing you want to go somewhere and play, have an opportunity to play and be successful, play the way you want to play, all those things. But I think the thing that we have to be conscious of and, and, and their family members and guardians, even for the young men and women for that, for that matter, is making sure you have transferable hours that, that you, when you go to another location, you, you're not losing credit. And you're still on pace to graduate and be successful. Because I think that is still, in my opinion, the most important thing. on that, every program is is going through this right now. Um, you've had six guys enter the portal did you anticipate that that many departures or does, does that number give you pause at all? Oh, it I mean, it doesn't bother me anyway, because you have a right to. We are, I think with ex-Penson and Torrance Watson, Ed Chang, and uh, I think um, Parker, who still have eligibility, now, Drew Bugs and, and Mark Smith, those guys are graduates, so they have an opportunity to do what they want to do. So, I mean, my thing, I, I looked at those guys as graduates, and I think it's great that they have opportunities to go do other things. Uh, no, it doesn't give me anything. I think Again, I think it's a great opportunity. I like the three guys we have coming into our program. I like the high school prospects we have coming into our program. So, I, I think it's a great thing on both sides because, again, if it's a rule, then give guys the opportunity to do what they want to do. If they want to go somewhere else and play and be successful and have fun, whatever it is they're looking for, give them the right to do that. So it, it wasn't a problem for me at all. Not at all.
0: Dave matter. Hey, Conzo, when, when you add guys that played in mid-major conferences mm-hmm. like Amari and, and Coleman, um, how do you project what their production was at that level to what it could be at the sec? Do you have to be pretty careful with that?
1: Well, I mean, great question. And I think, uh, you know the proof is in the pudding when you're talking about cashs and Drew Drew Smith. I mean, two times the guys come from those levels. I mean, guys like Drew Smith never never made a first or second team at Evansville. Now he's the SEC, I thought he should have been a two-time SEC first teamer. Uh, and you're talking about Cashers who made first team. I mean, so if you can play, you can play. I, I I've, I've never been caught up in levels. And you're talking about these three guys coming in one from obviously K State, so he's been at this level. And then you're talking about Amari who averaged 17 points a game, who gets to the rim. And, and you talked. And, and the one thing we try to do a lot of as a staff, once those guys made decisions, is spend a lot of time, we're not just talking to the prospects and, and their grassroots coaches, but also other programs and their leagues. And, and I think like in Amari's case, and even and even Boogie's case, Boogie Coleman's case, they had they had coaches in their league call us about them. Like those are talented players because they can score and they do what they do. When you can score the ball, and you can get to the rim, you can play. Uh, and I think uh, you, you take, for example, No Ted Arkansas, who goes from Jackson United, a guy comes in at a high level score because you can score and you can get to the rim. So I think all three of those guys will help us uh, tremendously just in their skill packs and what they bring to the table.
0: Andrew Kaufman. Hey, coach, in your opinion, um, do you, why do you think we've seen 1,400 plus transfers? And do you think this trend is going to continue? Do you think we'll see even more for years to come? I
1: don't think you'll see more years to come because what what happens the one time transfers so you have one time to transfer to go play immediately. Um, I, I think it's it's exciting and again I I really don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just my thing for each individual player because you have the right to do it so that you're not breaking any laws you have the right to do it one. And I just say to, to young men, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, you know, find a place if you want to go play and play however you want to play and do that, but still work toward it, whether it's your degree or getting your, your master's, whatever that is, work toward that because it's, it's like we always say, there's life after basketball. And even though guys are in my program, I still want to see those young men be successful and live a prosperous life. But I, I, I'm i not sure if it'll uh, the numbers will be at this level moving forward. Maybe, maybe every three or four years, who knows? But I, I don't think so because it's new for everybody. And I think even as coaches, you'll recruit differently. you recruit certain ways. I mean, some guys just simply recruit from the transfer portal because now you get experienced guys. Some guys will still go to high school, right? And I think with the, with the NBA, the G League, the new, I think there's a new overtime league for high school prospects. They make up to $100,000. So there's so many different avenues. So you, you, you really have to be careful in how you recruit and take time with it. Uh Mr. Yeah, Conzo, you kind of just touched on my next question. Um, you know, there are teams that that kind of make over their whole roster every year via the transfer portal. Is that something that that you all will would consider as far as an approach or was, was your all's you know intention this offseason in and kind of taking a, a bunch of newcomers to kind of build that new core that could hopefully be around for a few years? Well, I think you know, our staff did a great job with the three guys we currently have. Now we we have two scholarships available. We have guys hon- we've honed in on, you know a few guys. Um, so we're excited about where we are now. now. I think for us, it just every year you recruit. There's still high school guys we're recruiting. But I think what you have to do is, is in recruiting a high school guy, it, it has to work for him. It, it, I think it really has to work for him from day one. Now, and you always have to be honest and transparent. But if you're recruiting a high school guy, he, he's coming into your program as a starter because that position is available or he's a guy that's going to give you 15, 20-plus minutes at night. If not, there's chances are you're probably losing. And I, and I think that's so you so you know they're going into it. Uh but everybody does it differently. I mean, so it just I just think it depends on what you're looking for as a program. I think some guys will, will probably turn the roster so eight, nine times. I mean, you you think about I just looked at this earlier. Uh, St. John's, I mean, coach got player of the year. I mean coach got coach a year at St. John's. He lost you know eight guys transfer. I mean, and, and the guy does a tremendous job. So it so it's obviously nothing that he did wrong, just guys want to do something different because I again I think it's more exciting. In anything, and I think once the smoke clears, guys will start selling in, and they'll make you know the best decisions before them, and coaches to make the necessary adjustments.
0: Eric, hey Conzi, you kind of mentioned in that my question in your previous answer, but you you guys obviously have eleven guys already kind of picked out for next year. Is there any? I know you can't and won't mention specific names of whoever you'd want for twelve and thirteen, but you know are there specific guys just identity-wise that you think would help fill out your roster? And one possibility from last year was you didn't fill number 13. Is that still on the table now as well? Oh, it's, it's certainly on the table
1: uh, uh, to not fill 13, but if we if we feel like we can get what we're looking for. And we've honed in on some guys. But I think more than anything, you, you know, you never really play 13 guys, but you also have to have enough to be able to practice effectively. So you always look at that. But but if there's a 12, really 11, 12, and 13, they have to understand who they are, where they fit into the scheme of things. and. and you have to be transparent again with them in the growth or whatever that is. Um, but do we plan on certainly filling 12? Yes, yes. Greg? We, we saw that uh, Mitchell Smith uh, signed with, with an agent. Um, I'm wondering if you've had any other conversations with uh, the other seniors and if you're any further along and knowing what their plans are. Yes, all, all three, uh, Jeremiah, Drew, and Mitch, playing to sign with agents, I, I think they all might be signed right now, about to sign, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So happy for those guys. I mean, just yes, I, mean, I think it's great for him. And I think those guys will do very well. And, I, and I've always said, in, in Mitch's case, continued growth, uh, the experience of, you know, playing international basketball, that's where he starts. I, I think if he continued to stick with it, continue to grow, it wouldn't shock me if you saw him playing at the highest level. It wouldn't shock me at all. Mason?
0: Hey, coach, there are a lot of changes going on right now with transfer eligibility and name, image and likeness rules that have been brewing now for a long time and could come to fruition here pretty soon. Um, As a coach in the midst of this landscape, what effect do you think that these changes will have on the future
1: of college sports? Meaning one time transfers? Yeah. Uh, Name, image and likeness. I I, I think. You know, just just being on oversight committee, uh, NABC. We were on the call. We were on the NABC call with coaches for about two and a half hours yesterday. Um, uh, it's, these these are real issues because again, you, you're dealing with student athletes, and 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 oftentimes it it, it seems as if as coaches, all we want to do is win, and that's not the case because you you have a lot of coaches on on those calls that are really concerned about the student-athletes' welfare, well-being, and also their education, to make sure they have continued success, health care, after college, all those things. That, that really matters. And you're talking about guys that have been in it for a long time they want to see student-athletes be successful and have great opportunities. And we talk more about their well-being and welfare as opposed to the basketball piece. But we knew the transfer thing was coming in a year and a half. We knew it was coming. And it's just really how you brace yourself and prepare for it. And, and I think most coaches on the call really talked about even guys leaving our programs, making sure they're doing the right things. Because you have to understand, in, in most cases, guys are fathers, husbands. So it's not as if a guy leaving our program, you don't want him to be successful. If it didn't work out here for whatever reason, you still want him to get what he's supposed to get as far as making sure you're on pace to graduate. Make sure you have all these opportunities. That doesn't stop you. I am not. And I don't know about everybody else. I'm not sure how you can be in a relationship with somebody over the course of time and all of a sudden just cut it off. Whether it was a great one, whatever or whatever it is, but you just can't do it because again, you still want to make sure the young men and women have the opportunities to be successful in life. Uh, so I think the name, image, and likeness—that's one I'm waiting to see how that that transpires. Because man, that's I don't I don't I don't know how uh, how you move forward, how how you regulate finance. I, I don't know, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that works.
0: Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCoffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Joe, It's been a few weeks now since the end of the season for you all. I just wonder if, if uh, you've had any more opportunity to reflect on it and how you think it unfolded and I know it was a painful ending but uh, just some general thoughts on the season.
1: Well, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it with, with all the ups and downs and uh, the things we I, I enjoyed the growth of our team the growth of our program I wish we could have gone further but I, I really enjoyed it a lot it was, I, I was so excited and happy to see Drew Smith make first team like I said I thought he should have did it you know been two-time first team I, I thought Jeremiah could have been a first team. I think that little time off slowed him up a little bit. There was no doubt in my mind he was one of the top four guys when you're talking about playing a year in the league uh, before that pause. But man, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the growth of our guys, the team. Uh, I'm, I'm excited moving forward. We have to continue to grow and get better, and I like where we are. And it wasn't really painful either for me. Is what, it, what it was. And that's a part of growth and learning and moving forward. I've seen pain. Been on that. Kanzo, as, as you look at at potentially adding more to your roster, when you look at your roster, is there anything, you know, generically speaking that you're looking for, you feel like your your group is missing right now you'd like to add? I, I would say um, you're, you're, anytime you can add scoring, if it fit what you're trying, you always want to add that, whether it's interior or perimeter guy. But I think also interior action, activity, and that, and that that's, for us, it's not necessarily four or five. It's just a guy that can play on the interior, a physical brand a level of toughness, uh, experience, all those sorts of things. But, but scoring, no, no question about it. You can always add that. And I think just interior presence. And, and again, I don't have a – we're recruiting guys, so we're ranging guys from 6'6 six, six to, you know, 6'10. So, so that really doesn't matter as, as long as they have a skill level and level of toughness, in my opinion.
0: Amen. Conzo, what does Deshaun Gordon bring to this team, just as far as being a wing player? What, what, what does he add?
1: I think no question toughness. No, no question toughness. A desire to defend a guy that can get a double double on the perimeter, uh, a guy uh, who my college assistant coach coached, him. so he coming from a program where he was taught the game, a level of toughness, how to compete, all those things, and he got all that toughness, tough stuff out of high school. So you're talking about a guy that's coming in that brings the edge to your program, which is that's something I think we need. Um, a willingness to defend, rebound, play hard, run the floor, uh, not afraid to challenge teammates in the right way. So all those things I like about him, just even talking to him on the phone. I mean, he sends me videos. This guy actually put up a video of me when I was back at Tennessee. Just, I mean, just different stuff. So he's a guy that he, he wants to get better. He's studying the game. He spent a lot of time. You're watching uh, Josh Richardson, the guy who I coach. So, he, so he's uh, that, that type of guy because he want to be good. He's a, he's a guy that's spending two or three times in the gym. And uh, you know, Coach Weber. Coach Weber really enjoyed him. He loved him. He cared about him. He just and, and like again, his transition, like Coach, because I talked, spent a lot of time talking Coach Weber, and the one thing he said: make sure you get with the right people and the right coach. And I think that that says some about Coach Weber in itself. Mitch, Conzo, you're, you'll be going from one of the most experienced teams in the country uh, to to a. Pretty much a completely new look team i guess what are what are the challenges that, that come along with that and what, what do you kind of do during the off season to kind of get guys to gel oh, i love it I, I love the challenge of it man just because again it's just i've always enjoyed the practice even in june and july so it's uh that's like you know christmas to me so to speak you have guys on campus weightlifting, working together having fun but you but you're talking experienced guys with your transfers these these are three guys that are battle tested that played in games scored the ball so you're me when those three transfers come in, that's experience. And if we can add one or two more to that, we're like our current guys already in the roster, and I think it's been very beneficial for Sean Dua Gordon, who, who at that age, I mean, is one of the best athletes I've been around. I mean, even when I played, we I mean, just six, five, run, jump, explosive. Uh, so I think it was great for him to be here. Javon's as, as, as experienced as any wing guy in the conference. Uh, Kobe Brown continued to grow in his game. I think Jordan will continue to grow and get better. So I like the four core that we have here now. And then, you know, those high schools guys coming in, they played well. They, they had success. Yaya's doing great with his rehab. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to June. I think we're excited as a staff to get here in June. I think, you know, if we add one or two other pieces. I, I, I really like where we are.
0: Eric? Conzo, just from a recruiting perspective, is there a certain criteria that differs when you look at a prep AAU guy compared to a guy you're trying to get out of the portal?
1: Well, I think now, and i say it's because it's the one-time transfer. In most cases, if, if a high school guy is coming in, and if it doesn't go right early, then in his mind, well, I can transfer. It didn't go right. You know, so you already think that. And I'm going back to, to, to my time when I went to college. There was no, never a thought of transferring. Just like you, you, you had to stick with it. You had to fight through it. So now, because that's normal to one-time transfer, so that's not a bad thing. I can do that. So if it doesn't go right, well, I can transfer um, So if you didn't have that, then you're just recruiting players. It's now you're just recruiting players, but you have to be uh, cautious of that piece because that's a real piece. I mean, think about it. If, so I think the other thing that, that we have to decide at the NABC or at the NCAA is like, when do you have the deadline? Initially, it was talked about, you know, May 1st, but because of COVID and everything that's going on, you might move it back to June, July, where it's, that's not a set date. Well, if you move it back to July, all of a sudden you get all your guys here in June, you, you're working out and all of a sudden, oh, man, that workout was tougher than I thought. Man, I'm thinking about transferring. Well, you can transfer before July hits. You know, so you, so you have those issues right now. So I think those things need to be addressed uh, to, to, to have that cutoff date. So, you know just as young men and women can have the transition, just like coach, we, we know our roster is set once January the first hit, and once this date hit, our roster is set, and I think that's important. Joel? Hey, Kondo,
0: I know you haven't seen all these new guys together, but um, just kind of in your head, based on what you know about your I should uh, do you have any projections for maybe a starting lineup or at least the roles of these new
1: guys coming in? I don't. I'm excited to see them. Uh, I, I, well, with the with the, the transfers, I think all those guys have the ability to score. They, they've proven that. So that, that part is good. They can, they can make individual plays. They can get to the rim. I think that's important, having the ability to get to the rim. I think we'll continue to push the pace in what we do. And So that part was great in both of our team this past season. I think the high school guys, I mean, I think Trevor Brazil – and, and Sean Duggan will be as, as two good athletes, as you see in this conference, as, as far as you know, six eight, six five guys running and jumping. Uh, and Ty who, who really improved his ability to score the ball, got better and better every year. Uh, so just you know, Caleb, Caleb Brown, who's a guy you know some might describe as you know like Draymond Green as a young Draymond Green, a guy can facilitate, make plays, do all that with good size at the point guard position, the combo position. And he's one of those guys you have all over the place because he's that skilled and that intelligent. And then Yaya's as physical as any when you're talking about interior guys. So, again, it's, it's hard to say a line up because, again, I've seen this where you, you think a guy's ready, he's not. You think a guy that would be one of your better players it doesn't transpire as quickly. So I, I'm just excited more than anything to get back on the floor to get started.
0: Dave matter? Conza, does this group have enough three point shooting right now? I mean, where, where do you look to for that? I know you don't have to be on the floor yet, but who who can help you
1: in that area? Well, I, I think, uh, like, Coleman can shoot the ball. I, th- I think if you say guys right now that they're shooting and shoot a lot, I think Coleman's the guy that can make shots. And I also think Anton, those guys that you would say, okay, those guys shoot threes. Now, the other guys continue to improve the three-point. Like, J- Javon didn't shoot a bad three-point percentage, even though that's not who Javon is. I thought his numbers were really good this year. His growth in his numbers, even free throw field goal and all that. So I think that's the area we'll continue to work on and get better. Um so I, I think those are the two guys right now. you so okay they shoot three. That's what they do. Now the other guys can have to continue improve working again. We got to get Kobe Brown's three point percentage up. Um, and I think he will. He'll put the work and the time into it. Karen. Hi, coach. How you doing? Good Hey, what about the kid that is the one that you wanna develop? Maybe a red shirt fr- freshman or something? How does it change the planning when? you know, you want depth, you can't make everybody a starter. He gets impatient and so he wants to transfer. So does that change a coach's way
0: of developing that depth and, you know, guys who would have maybe worn a red shirt so you would have depth for the future? Do you have to plan differently now? Oh,
1: that's a good question. I, um, you know, my college coach, he, he'd always try to reassure one or two guys just the experience of it. Um, you know, the, the, that's something that we talk about as a staff with maybe one or two guys, because um, you always want to have that conversation when you see stuff. And normally we try to have that June then July because you've had a chance to see them. You know, because sometimes you, you you project that for guys when they're in high school and they come in and play very well. But we we will have that talk, you know, mid June, July, and then you sit down and talk to the young men. It's what you think now. They can sit there and say, "No, coach, I'm good. I want to play," and that's fine too. But I think as a coach, at least for me, you owe it to them to at least talk about it. Um, but no, that's, that's, a, that's a real issue, yes. Great, Coach, the other big change uh, coming uh, and maybe a return to normalcy is the, the idea of in-person recruiting. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what you've, obviously everybody has had to, to zoom recruit over the last year plus I'm, I'm wondering if you see in-person recruiting changing at all once that comes back to being able to get out on the road. I, I, I don't think so because that, that is what it is. I mean, the locations, uh, I think the dates oftentimes may change. We might shorten it as opposed to when I first got into recruit, uh, into college game, those 10 straight days four or five off in July, then another 10 straight days. And then it's, you know, it's been seven days. Then it's been four, like a like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I think the days might change, but recruiting is recruiting when it's off campus. I think what what COVID has taught us, we, we can be more efficient in our recruiting. We don't have to spend as many days out. Zoom calls has really helped with, with with a lot of that. So you can kind of build relationships with Zoom calls before you, you know, you actually get a chance to meet the young man. So that part is good. But but I think, you know, financially, being fiscally responsible, I think it'll be very important because I think Zoom calls really help you in that. So now you're not spending as many days out. Like we have 130 days that we used to have. I'm not sure it'll be 130 days anymore because uh, I think we can be better than that and cut some of that down. And I think more than ever, being able to spend more time with your guys on your current campus, I think that is that is very important.
0: So interesting stuff from Missouri men's basketball coach Conzo Martin. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our SportsBeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about Missouri and the transfer portal culture in college basketball can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to SportsPass for 99 cents a month. That's right. That's right. 99 pennies a month sports pass is the online version of the star sports section you get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the kansas city star plus more stories that appear only on the website after three months it auto-renews at 5.99 a month unless you cancel and it's always a great time to subscribe the royals are off to a hot start how about taking two out of three from the angels our local colleges are always making news as we know because of the transfer portal And of course, it is never not Chiefs season. Got the NFL Draft coming up. How do you get all this? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. Love that E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. If you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, you send me an email at bkirkoff at kcstar.com and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and you're helping us produce programs like Sports bkc. KC. Thanks for listening, and we will be back on Friday with another episode.